Ever seen a pig so pink it scared you? There are approximately five and a half million wild hogs in this country. War is hell. Gaslit presents Naked Pink. joined with our booster seat stiffer than usual all of our ones well today we kind of had a boys day out you know what i mean and um so we ended up going to an estate sale and we found exactly what we were going to be talking about this evening yeah it was a uh, pretty fortunate ever since we are we've ridded our lives of the begingi i mean uh, our life has become a little bit more... Bleak. I, it's definitely yeah. bleak. We're taking a vacation from looking for milk because yeah. it's just been burning, 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 burning us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean... It, we tried to, we tried to you know, get get our guff out yeah, and we just gotta, go out to an estate mm-hmm. sale. So we mm-hmm. found one. We found an estate we sale. decompose a little. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We were looking for interesting tie. I was looking for interesting tiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted something that was... Owned by someone who has passed away. I wanted something mm. with uh, like passion, uh, spacious, um, lively, and a little bit, um, a little bit squishy, and filled with lice, mm-hmm. and filled with bug germs. I wanted to press my lips on something and blow. I wanted to, I wanted to cross my legs. Cause I'm tired of how how people see me. So as we were checking out, you know, we all got a lot of bits, we got a lot of baubles, we got things we could play with, things we can pound with, chew on, break, sit on, on. thank you, but we were checking out, and the gentleman checking us out, uh, older older gentleman, it was probably uh, his estate sale, looking back on it, and he he took an interest in something that Oliver picked up, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's like like a magnet to detention, yeah, so, I mean, naturally, I was drawn to this fascinating dog whistle i've been uh it's a little personal but i've been using them to test my hearing out so i just thought this would be a wonderful one to add to the collection and maybe i could hear that pitch finally what i've discovered upon grabbing this was a man's hand reaching around my right breast and my lower left hip uh that leathery spot on you Mm -hmm. he grabbed that leathery spot like a like a lady's handbag, and like, a, felt, and pulled. Like, a, like a holster. Mm-hmm. And I felt really ticked off because that's exactly how I touch you, and mm-hmm. he was kind of taking my move. So yeah. I, I thought it I was punched, you. Well, I punched this guy in the teeth. You punch him in his, his farting teeth yeah, because, yeah. like he, like you work really hard to rub out the moisture in that section of his body to make it so leathery and mm-hmm. give Ollie that it's substantially painful like every time all he moves like ah it's tearing me apart i worked hard for it most definitely most dubiously and you know i uh, i agree you know my body is less like a temple but you know it's, it's taught it's taught and it's been man- manipulated it's been malleable it's you've got a bimbo's body my bimbo body won't break but okay? it will swell and that swell it did. As this man pressed his gummy worm-like lips up into my ear cavity, he whispered something foul and stench-filled. He said, I need to show you my garage. Okay, sir. I mean, nothing bad has ever happened at a gr- estate sale. I was led inside by this, you know, 
this pot-bellied old man, mm. the back like a mudslide and a fire in his eye. And he kind of like pushed me in. He said, I want you to, you know, he said, crisscross applesauce, spoons in the bowl. And, you know, I don't need to hear that twice. Uh, so, you know, folded up, got down on the ground, handed me the biggest bowling ball I've ever seen and sat it right in my lap. He said, I need you to stay here while I tell you about that whistle. I think it's important to note that all of us were here, but only Ollie got crisscross applesauce spoons in the bowl with a bowling ball. And yeah. I think that's important. That little yeah. leash we had on him, like when I turned around to see where he was, because I noticed it was lighter than usual. I noticed there was a, like the leash collar was kind of hovering in the air and it dropped into the grass. I'm like, shit. Okay. And I went back to my business because it wasn't that important. I think it was about the time that, you know, he started getting all heated and passionate and talking about PBR. He's going off on some weird tangent. Sounds he, like he takes his heart medicine. Well, he ripped open his shirt and I thought he was going to do something foul, but... Uh, that's when you guys actually entered into the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from that point on, I think he calmed down a little bit. Like, he... His uh, malevolent sweating seemed to cease. Yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right, I better tell you now. Today we are going to be recounting the collective of the Cloven Hoof. It's pretty violent, you know. They, they squeal sometimes, and they they, uh, they do these strange contortions as they shoot them up. And uh, I've just never seen uh, anything where they go out with automatic weapons and machine guns and hunt things. March 1st, 1999. Omar Doom, a Texas native, and 50 of his, this is in quotes, friends moved to Dog Joanna, Texas. So why would a, a gentleman and 50 of his bros move to Dog Joanna, Texas, Kyler? That's because in Arlington, Texas, a movement that really reached out to the minds of the young male population and a small minority of the female population in the local area was on an uprise, and it was becoming a collective of like-minded thinkers with an ultimate goal and cause and due to the low property value of land in Dogjuana, it seemed like the perfect spot to spawn a a collective a fellowship an empire a group of people and, and grow this like-minded hive of the the what was it called the the uh the collective, the collective of the cloven hoof for yeah. the purposes of this podcast i think it would be easier if everyone would just call it the chotch or the Hoovies. The Chach or the Hoovies. Or the is... Collective. You're kind of like a lame, lame-o. Yeah. Bo- both are fine. All are fine. Or the Great Brood, but that's just my personal steez. Instability in the town began once the, the Collective really moved in and laid the groundwork and, and made it known that their presence was going to stay. In a small town of a population of 20... 20! Skyrocketed into a population of over 70 at this point. It's I mean, a very large group. Doubled mm-hmm. the population. Um, it caused instability and kind of uneasiness for the locals of this town. They kind of decided to uh, settle down and live the rest of their lives in comfort. Maybe some light farming, pickleball, you know, whatever. A lot of pickleball in that town. Too, mm-hmm. too much damn pickleball. Now it's pigball. Why? Pig in the pickle. Ollie? Pig in the pickle. Pig in the pickle. Paige? Pig in the pickle. And can I get a couple of finger snaps for that? As Kyler said... Lots of unrest, because the, the people of Dog Joanna, Texas, have been there for years and years and years and years. This is probably the only town some of these people have ever lived in. And 
you know, randomly 50 people buying a hundred acres of land in your backyard, I mean, that's enough to scare anybody. So it's important to note that they did buy, yes, you heard that right, 100 acres of land. And the reason why they did 100 acres is because they wanted a hog. Say it, Paige. A hog for each acre. One pig to one acre. That's a hog with a hard H. Exactly. I would also like to say, this town not only just faced a new neighbor in town, but this neighbor frequently visited the town. They did not do so in a normal fashion, however. Members of Chach would roll into town. The hog riders. Uh, yeah, the, the hog riders. I mean, they would roll in on their pig-drawn carriages. Their hog-drawn carriages, if you will. Some would and even I mean, just have a carrot on a stick. You know? Some would have a carrot on a stick. Some would, you know, depending on how much the person weighed, if they were of, uh, of slimmer figure, they could just hop on the hog themselves and just go, go, go. The carrot on a stick, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If, if you were prone, you know, if you served any hog at your place of business, they would throw a baby pig through your window. Mm-hmm. It was chaos, madness. It was like, I'm hell, here hell, and hell. I need you to, to salute me, to bow down to me, to praise me. They're... Presence as a small minor faction. It was a presence you couldn't ignore. It was pig hell. It was pig hell. To the lesser man. Mm-hmm. So you might say that's a lot of pigs. Pigs, that's a lot what of is, pigs. What is going on? What is going on? And it's because this collective that they had was uh, made around the notion of the pig king. What is the pig king? The pig king is, you know, I would say a a fairy tale, a fantasy story that Omar Doom and his cronies took up as some sort of mantle, some sort of religion. And the pig king basically is just a gentleman who, when he appears, will take his following with him. And when he appears, his followers will transmute into the great swine. So this is a... Omar and his pig bros are waiting for the pig king to take them into the next next section. The The next next afterlife, yes. The next afterlife to save them. Some, it sounds pretty generic, mm-hmm. but I mean, I guess anything to kind of appease the masses you've uh, accumulated. Exactly. Okay. So the pig king. Okay. So the pig king, you'll know when the pig king arrives, when a pig approaches you with yellow eyes, black hair, and a sharp tail. And their appearance changes when they go feral. Their snout, they grow these tusks, they grow a big hump on their back. Big hump, you'll see them. So there's a couple questions in the mind. How do they think they're going to get the pig king? What are we doing with all these pigs? Why so many pigs? Pig, 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 pig. Pigs kind of become the foundation of this, let's just be honest, cult that they've they've formed around. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, The rise of the pig king will bring the end and bring them in the next chapter. So with pigs abundant in each square footage, you have many pigs. We've, we've understood that. The pigs kind of created this uh, negative presence in the area because it's overwhelming. When you see more pigs in, than human beings, you can't really rest easy. However, there's more pigs to come. They had nefarious plans with these pigs. The pigs, uh, they began a process of accelerated breeding and development of these divine swine in which they kind of just force these pigs to breed. They, they put a, a certain 
chemical in the water breeding serum in their mm-hmm. in their their slop which causes the pigs to of course take the best genetic traits make a, a greater pig and eventually this will uh, of course be the undoing to bring upon the pig king so we have these different tiers of pigs we have the lesser pig and the greater pig so as far as the people know, there is so far the lesser pig, which seems to be the, uh, the the beta pig, the the pig that came before. It's just your standard pig, and then you have the greater pig. Now the greater pig is something to to smile at because it's a little more dangerous, it's a little more durable. That's a kind of pig you wouldn't want to find in a dark alley. If we're looking at a Venn diagram from the lesser and greater pigs, uh, we notice in the center we see snouts, we see pink, we see premium pork action. But where the lesser pigs are little petite little buggers, you know, mm. that crawl around and go... <laughs> with, with thin waists and fat asses. Mm-hmm. And a cute little butt. Um, asses is not a word that I'm gonna... They're donkeys. Okay. Live with it. Donkeys on a farm. You're gonna have to talk about the side of it. I know, I know. You have to talk about it. The lesser pigs. Mm-hmm. Fairly smooth down south. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. That camel toe that they're trucking along is uh, something to scoff at. Whereas when we get to that greater pig, holy pork. Sharp. We got some mounds. Sharp. Cloven. Sharp. Cloven sharpness. Sharp sharp camel toe on the pig. I normally wouldn't allow this sort of language and um, nastiness to occur on such an educational podcast as this one, but... I mean, it is just like really crazy, the the, we got a point. the size mm-hmm. and stature mm-hmm. of the groin areas of these pigs. This camel toe has papers. Apart oh. from this massive amount of toe that's being trucked along by these little piggies, uh, their you know proportions are all distorted. You know, they have like huge hind legs and tiny petite little peckers on the on the front. It almost looks like if you had, like, say, a pig-shaped balloon and you just kept on blowing. And then, you know, the guy at the market says, please stop. You're going to pop it. They're pigs goes, with gains. Yeah. You're, you're just, you're, you're seeing every feature blown up like there's a bunch of saline slushing around in them. In addition to all these wacky side effects that the boys just carried on about, the most important thing is that these pigs are breeding so fast and each litter of pigs you know has like i don't know like 12 piglets and you know 12 times 100 i mean that's that's a lot so we are more than a thousand pigs deep at this point and and especially when we only started with 100 so the townspeople are starting to get Upset, you know they can't. Henri. Henri, they can't go to sleep at night because they hear the constant oinking next door. I mean, these people were used to living a very quiet life. Then all of a sudden, a thousand pigs in your backyard, oinking and boinking, oinking and boinking. Obviously, there's no law enforcement in a town like Dog Juana, so might be a lot of pigs, but so the townspeople took things into their own hands, and by that I mean they plotted the twenty of them to have what would go down in history as a night of the endless oink. A four-wheel drive pickup, and there's a guy in the back, and he's got a, a machine gun mounted on the roll bar. And there's another guy with an AR-15, you know, that's like an M16 based in Vietnam. No, you know, like bursts of bullets, and they run these hogs down at night. 
malicious pig prank gone wrong. Exactly. Now, before we go any further, uh, we'd like to just give you a little bit of intro as to this very exciting interview that we captured with Hottie Saturdays, the man who apprehended me in his garage and told me this story. Uh, We wanted to get some more details as Patty Saturday was there. This is why he knows so much about this this whole incident. He was one of the chotch. And... Hoover. You know, before this night, he was a devout follower. After this night, he is a beacon for this story to exist in the world. Oh, well, you know, it's pretty brutal. You know, they shoot these things by the hundreds. And these guys go out with the cooperation of the farmers onto their land to shoot them up, man. I mean, they got automatic weapons. They've got night vision, infrared scopes. And these hogs, they go 300 to 600 pounds. They are big. They're wild and they got big tusks and they're dangerous. Now they're in big numbers in the south and they're feral pigs. But these are feral, uh, feral pigs. Some of them are domestic pigs that have run off and gone feral. April 20th, 1999. The townspeople of Dog Juana, Texas, took arms against the hog people, their hog neighbors. Essentially what that looked like was all 20 of the members of Dog Juana, Texas, well, most of them anyways, were uh, proud gun-toting Americans. And so they holed up on the perimeter of the ranch that was owned by the Chotch, and they set up shop, waited until everything was dark so they couldn't be seen, and then they let loose. I mean, they fired on every pig they could see. When you say took up arms, they took up and took off the arms of some squealing pigs. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. So they laid to waste many a pig, many a pig that night. And it wasn't until that morning when they saw the devastation that they had taken part in. It was a common practice for members of the collective to dress up as one of the swine. Pigkin. A pigkin, exactly. And this was kind of to role play what it would be like when the pig king does come to town. Role play is a good word for it because this activity mainly consisted of them getting sloppy in that mud pit. Yeah, pig RP. So they all had their, you know, silly little pig costumes and especially in the dead of night with no light at all. I mean, unfortunately, it was manslaughter. You would think that, you know, maybe they would have known uh, as these humans dressed as pig, albeit, were running away on two legs. But when you get caught up in the hog, mm. you lose sight of everything. You're, you, all you do is see red. And white. And pink. And blue. Upon the morning of the massacre, Omar Doom went out to his fields and witnessed the devastation. He took one look at his followers and his pig kin that were slain in front of him, put one hand into his pocket, pulled out a whistle, gave that thing a big toot. And this, dear listener, is where we we learn the the chain of command of pig. What we presume to be lesser and greater pigs was only the tip of the iceberg. We only saw the petty pigs, the lesser pigs, 
and yet we had yet to see the actual raider pigs be be careful for the grand pig and you know not to completely derail the story but the camel toe only gets sharper and more pronounced as they the greatness it, it kind of is a it's like oh you gotta keep that breeding side yeah. effect and they, they almost they get so sharp in like blocky and weird that it's almost like a ps1 graphic of a mm. camel toe you know oh, like right, two have to... sharp blades that are clenched together i need you to draw me a rendering of this i need a rendering on my desk please don't do that so the petty pigs are dead the, some of the lesser pigs are dead and here comes Omar's greater and grand pig's devastation. And and maybe somewhere in this brood is the pig king. Hmm? Who's to say? I digress. About a thousand of pigs, petty, lesser, greater, and grand, were all together. And they stampeded. The entire town of Dog Joanna, Texas. Big pink fist. Not one building was left standing, and that's why you've never heard of Dog Joanna, Texas, because it was beaten to a bloody pulp by the cloven hooves of pigs. And Omar Doom, a victim in his own right, laid before his pig army and proceeded to be trampled by them. To be one. To be one with the pigs. And he became the pig king. Oh, hell, we blast them, burn them. They go up pretty good, you know. Absolutely gorgeous. So, yeah, and because of this, I mean, the the part of this story that, you know, it might sound a little fantastical, but you'll have to remember the kind of environment that the world was in, in 1999. Because it was, I mean, stories like this got swept under the radar all the time. I mean, the day of was... Unfortunately, the Columbine shooting. Mm-hmm. But in addition, The Matrix was released. SpongeBob, Clinton. Yeah. Crazy bit. year. For the 90s, that was just too much to think about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I like to think if, if this story never happened, we wouldn't have our sweet baby right here. Sweet Kyler, Kyler Knight, who was born only a couple days, a couple days after. Born the wrong generation. I am the pig king. And, you know, people people have said this before, but there is a big pig problem in Texas and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a feral pig problem, and where did that stem from? From this. From this. From this. Say from it, the Ollie. collective. From this! From this! From, from this. this. And this is this week's Tales from the Lamp. When I was leaving the estate sale, I noticed something out of the corner of my eye that gave me quite a chilling fright. Reminded me of something that we're talking about a couple weeks ago with Babby Snorton, the Ice Witch. Babby Snorton, Ice Witch. As you all know, she has... Babby Snorton. She has enchanting frozen spells. Witchy frozen spells. And one of them just so happened to be the slow-moving ice shard. Debilitatingly slow ice shard. Moving in. Now I know about this just because... After we talked about sea teeth and everything, I just, you know, had to look up some more about Babby Snorton. Babby Snorton. Sounded really cool. I liked her icy frozen spells. Ice witch. And yeah, this this spell caught me by Beware surprise. Beware the witchy frozen spells. It was, uh, you know, something I kind of was dreading for a while now, and I kind of know that it's just going to come in eventually and just take me the fuck out and just ruin my life. Stop! And- 
It's going to kill me, Paige. It will end me. It is the slowest moving ice shard, but when it hits you, it hits, and it goes deep, and it doesn't stop going! Frozen knockout critical damage. I'm terrified I won't sleep. I'm Paige Hanna. I'm Kyler Knight. And I'm Oliver Owens. Good night. Stay tight. Keep that gas lit. <laughs>